everyone. Welcome back to the X Bar. Did we just do this a couple Were of we days just ago? Here? Yeah. Oh my day, goodness. We're like barflies now. This feels like Groundhog's Day. Feels like Groundhog's Day. Except the difference is we were anticipating what we would see tonight. Now mm. we know what we saw tonight. We saw some things. We saw some stuff very and things. Sweet things. Uh-huh. All right. Well, this is podcast thirty-three. Despite Dan double posting that it was thirty-one. Yep. And then I fixed it. Okay. I did. Perfect. Fix it. I noticed that right away. Hey, I'm like, he's a millennial. What do you want from him? I also was a little work ethic. No, I'm just work, kidding. So okay. Well, there I mean, you go. Not bad. Thirty-three. Reagan May. Thirty-three. She just yeah, missed. She a title yeah. up there. Yeah. How about we go way back to the sportsman days and we bust out an Earl Clement? Oh, okay. Number 33. Trevor Vandermullen? Trevor yeah. Vandermullen. Tough night for I actually get one today? Yeah, yeah. You mean I, I actually get to say a number? Hey, Harry Gant. I was going to go Harry Gant, too. <laughs> remember, hey, do you remember Harry Gant in the Days of Thunder movie, Dan? Briefly. We were going when it was me. Harry Gant, and then it was Brett Bodine, and then yep. it was Harry Gant again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there are clipping. some continuity issues in that movie, majorly. Yeah. But William, anyway. William Henderson. Okay, there we go. Since we're opening it up to sure. everything. why not? 33. Sammy Smith, fumbleitis for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> How oh. many running backs did the Miami Dolphins have in the, that era? Uh, let's not Kareem go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Broke my heart when I was a kid. <laughs> Still do. Anyway, what a night. Big night on the half mile in qualifying. First, Andy, your brother, almost breaks a track record in the late models. Good lap for him. And then we could kind of tell that the track was going to be fast. Greg Hauser breaks the track record, too, in the uh, quarter mile, the Superstocks. Maxwell Schultz comes out. So that's a pretty good first lap. Yeah, it was and like then, a 19-2 on the first yeah, lap. Yeah, and then... Let me, uh, let's go back to the records. Okay, we'll, we'll go back to the records, but we'll tell the story here. So we see the first lap, and we think, hmm, that second lap's probably going to be a 19-1, 19-0. And I'm looking at my score thing on our monitor, and all of a sudden I see a 9. There's no way he went to the top of the charts with a 19-9, 18-9-7-8 for Maxwell. Amazing lap. Amazing. Oh. Prior to this, Ty Majeski unofficially had an 18.999 right. the Dixie Dixieland last year we talked about. So here we're thinking Maxwell Schultz, new track record. 19.276 for the first lap for Maxwell, okay. by the way. And the second lap was an 18.978. So we're thinking that's the new track record, right? Yeah. For a little while. And Not then, so much. And then, you know, Springstro and Van Oudenhoven went out. Didn't break it, but... Van Oudenhoven, actually, they both got a 4.53 for Springstrow, 3.14 for Van Oudenhoven at the end. And then? And the big one. Yeah, and Casey Johnson comes out and sets. What was his first lap? Was three, it? 3 4 one. It was decent, but not a dazzler. Not like no. Max's first lap. And, and Casey then all of a typically sudden, on oh. four tire shows will qualify on stickers. Mm-hmm. So you give up a little bit on the first lap to get the big gain on the second lap. And there it was 18 8 8. Zero. That's Un- amazing. Unbelievable. That is amazing. Unbelievable app. I was able to relate a little bit with Maxwell. Back in 2012, we broke the track record with a 19.068. And minutes later, Rothy ran a 19.066. But however, that night, we won the feature. So kind of the same thing that happened with Maxwell tonight. I was going to say, man, that is some history repeating minutes. itself right yeah. there. There's Maxwell yep. Schultz took the feature win, and uh, we chatted with him after the big feature win tonight. Maxwell Schultz, the first ever driver to qualify into the 18-second bracket here tonight at WIR, but 
he only qualifies second. Not a big deal because he comes back and wins the feature. Uh, Max, just tell me about your night. What a what a crazy night for you. Yeah, it was uh, exciting from the get-go. Car was good in practice. Um, obviously, it was quick in qualifying. And uh, to come back and win the feature, it uh, makes it a good night. Let's talk about the qualifying effort first. You and I were just kind of talking about what you saw up on the scoreboard. You know, a lot of drivers talk about looking up on the scoreboard. You were expecting to see a zero or a one, but there's a nine sitting on there, preceded by an 18. How odd was that to see? Well, it was, I first, you know, yeah, like you said, I was expecting a zero or a one. And uh, all of a sudden I saw a nine. I'm like, well, that felt way too good to be a 19-9. And uh, also when I finally turned, I was able to see the 18. I kind of... I, I never thought I'd see that on a scoreboard, so it was it kind of it was some, one of those moments where you'll always remember it and you won't for won't forget it. And hopefully, he was able to stand, but Casey went up there and beat it. Yeah, he turns the 18-8, so shows you up a little bit. But you get to the feature, you're out there cruising, end up holding Casey Johnson off. So maybe. Winning the war of the night instead of the battle? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, he won one thing. I was able to get the feature. Um, like, I kind of joked in our interview, you know, feature pays better than better than qualifying. So, that uh, it's a good good way to start the year. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a uh, heck of a battle with everybody, but just with me and Casey, you know, what we were able to do tonight, both being able fast and going up through the field. So, it should be fun. You were just part-time last year. You come back this year. You've already stated your intention you're coming to run for the championship this has got to be a great way to start things off you got to feel really good about how the season has begun yeah i mean for this night i mean yeah we're running we're running all year and it's what we're chasing and it was just nice to get a finish in because the last three times we've had a car at the racetrack um we weren't able to finish just had different problems tundra race we were running good and had a motor problem we had to pull off so tonight was just kind of getting here and just get a night underneath our belt and just finish because even before the feature me and brett were talking about making some changes and we're like let's just get a night in and just start building on it for the year so if you can come out and qualify like we did run good in the dash and be able to win it i mean you get that monkey off your back earlier in the year you don't have to be you're not sitting in june july saying oh man i need to win one i need to win one it's already done and we can go out there and try to win a couple more the actual race itself, pretty interesting. Jesse Outnoven's out to a big lead. Uh, we have the extended red flag, the big track cleanup. What goes through a driver's head when something like that happens? You guys are sitting out there for a good 10, 15 minutes while the track gets cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, when we were going there, Jesse was out front. He was he's going to be tough to beat. He was I was running as hard as I could, and I'd catch him a little bit. He'd pull out, so he was having a good run going. But, yeah, when we were sitting there in that uh, – in that moment your just thought is how long is this going to take and then what what is what the sitting will do to your car because i mean you can have a rocket ship before a long start or long long caution like that then all of a sudden after a tire shrinks up or tire grows when it gets back it gets temperature in it so you're just got all those thoughts going through your mind and then the other thing is how clean is the racetrack because there was a lot of oil out there we got into it you know before you know they threw the caution so that's also in the back of your mind and but at the end of the day everybody's got to go through it and just hopefully it works out jesse i don't know if it gets the advantage on the first restart that you guys have but you get the second breath of life you take the inside line not necessarily preferred how did you hang on well, yeah, the first restart he got me, I was carrying too much speed in here, and I kind of let up, and he got on there, and I was way too loose, and we were getting back underneath him, and the caution came back out, and uh, 
But yeah, that second one we were able to hang with them and battle for a couple laps. We raced clean, which which was fun. And uh, but yeah, it just yeah, you just keep working on it, working on it, and try to get around them. And uh, it just I don't know, it's. I, I knew I had to get around him because Casey was coming. So it just, uh, you work. I mean, you got to take the inside because the last thing I'm going to do is give up a spot to Casey. I mean, if he's going to go outside, yeah, it's a disadvantage to go to the inside, but you got to battle it off because I, if I go behind him, Casey's picking up a spot. So you just, you take what line is open and uh, hopefully it can work out. And that's what we did tonight. So night number one ends with the second place in qualifying effort. Nice run in the dash and a feature win. What's the next step here? A lot of racing still to go this season. <laughs> yeah, next step is just just consistent runs. You know, try to be in the dash every week. Um, run good in the run good in the dash, and just consistent. Feature. I mean, you want to obviously everybody wants to win every week, and you want to be fast time every week, and that's not realistic. You know, you're gonna have your struggles here and there. Everybody's cars felt good with four new tires, so just uh, staying up with the car, being able to run good, and. Uh, just have good finishes all year and just stay out of trouble. Last couple of years we've had just stupid stuff put us out of contention for different things. So hopefully we don't have any of those and uh, we can just keep having a good consistent year. So Maxwell Schultz takes round number one of the 2019 season. Andy, what were your thoughts about the track out there? You know, we talked about how fast it was. Could you sense that when you were out there racing tonight? I think everybody knew it kind of coming into the day. You had a four-tire show. Uh, the one difference today versus the Tundra race was it was a little bit warmer, um, and there was some sun out there. So at the Tundra race, the track was really fast, good horsepower, but it took a few laps to get heat in the tires. And tonight, you could really lay down those blistering laps because you had that little bit of extra heat, and everybody was pumped up. I mean, everybody's got fresh horsepower. You know, wheel bearings are at optimal drag. I mean, everything's set up on your car to go balls out right away here. Yeah, and it, definitely it just, saw those laps tonight. It felt like the perfect storm before we even started qualifying that something was going to happen kind of special tonight because you always talk about a little bit of cool weather out there, the cars are breathing nicely, and there it was. Off it goes. Yeah, there it was. So Maxwell takes the win. I was getting flashbacks to the Tundra race with Casey Johnson because he's <laughs> sitting there trying to get past Jesse out at Hoven. Finally, he does. Five laps to go, just like at the Tundra race. Five laps to go. He gets past Alex Stumpf. Didn't quite get as close this time as he did to Dennis Brunty, but uh, he was he was getting close. And if you want to talk about some blistering laps, obviously the 1880 is is very amazing. Um, but looking at my laps at the end of the feature, Maxwell Schultz still running 195s, Casey Johnson running 194s mm -hmm. at the end of a 35 lap race. I mean that is unbelievable. Typically we're running 198, 199. So everybody was half a second faster than what we normally see on a Thursday. Yeah, I could even see it early in that race as well because uh, you take a look at Jesse Audenhoven was leading, and he's running 19-4s. Somebody thought that somebody just thought that they inter interrupted the podcast here. They don't they don't understand. This is we got gangster rap on in the background. This is a fluid thing. We got here. selfies over here yeah. while a tile get made. If you're bringing us pizza, it's a fluid thing here. That's absolutely fine, but. We're talking about some no, of the... I didn't pay for the taco pizza, but I'll take the yeah. change. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> she was... wanted to give me change for the taco pizza we had coming at the X bar. At the X, right. Yeah. Uh, Tonight's sponsor, I didn't pay for well. it yet, so I don't need the change. But anyway, back... <laughs> where were we? 
back the podcast to, got interrupted. Yeah, back to what we were talking about, you know, race cars and things like that. You take a look at the feature field tonight, and uh, you get some good good runners up front. You get Jesse Oudenhoven back up there. Kyle Kalmus had a nice run. Brent Strelka. Uh, kind of what we were talking about here in the podcast that preceded this one, just a lot of different faces, a lot of guys, and there's going to be quite a bit of competitive balance throughout the season this year in the Super Lates. Absolutely. I talked to Jesse's crew a little bit as I was leaving the track, and uh, he had a really nice lead going before uh, the track got oiled right. down. And after that long red flag, things cool off, things settle. I think their tires stagger and stuff change a little bit, and their car tightened up, unfortunately, um, because he was pulling away. He was gone. Um, but really good run for him, good start to the season. That's two dash wins in a row. He won the dash at the yeah. Tundra race, and then he won the dash tonight. So good to see Jesse Altenhoven back full-time this year. Maxwell Schultz going to be full-time this year. Um, like you said, there's eight or ten cars that can win any given week. Now, you were just outside the top five. Was it hard to pass out there tonight? When all the cars are so quick, does it make it hard to pass? It definitely does. Um, opening night and the red, white, and blues are all four-tire shows as well. Um, so it really makes it that much tighter competitive-wise. Um, what I found tonight, really, coming from 12th, um, was you had to get your spots on the double-file restarts. When everybody was bunched up, you had to be aggressive. You had to get those spots. Um, we were fortunate to move up to 6th, and then things just kind of strung out, and this top five were single-file, and everybody was running similar lap times, and you just couldn't you couldn't make any gains. I mean, one lap you'd gain on somebody, and then the next lap they'd pull away a little bit. But we're talking half of a hundredth of a second I mean just everything was so close and I asked this question to Maxwell in victory lane and I believe again in the interview what kinds of things you take out of night number one what are you looking for how does it gauge your expectation for the rest of the year you know what do you take out of the first night to try to move through the rest of the season well I think definitely you you have all these ideas and you have all these things you talk about and think about all winter on the changes you want to make. So the first night really shows you how you stack up against the competition. Obviously, you can come out on Tuesday nights, you can rent the track, you can practice, you can run by yourself. But until it's showtime, until you actually see how you stack up with everybody else, you don't really know how that stuff is all going to work out. Um, so that's probably the biggest takeaway. And then really the momentum you carry through the rest of the year. I mean, Max is sky high tonight. Casey Johnson, 18880. I mean, we can't keep talking about that. That's amazing. And then Jesse Odenhoven, both strong run at the Tundra race still. He had an ignition problem. Um, Kyle Kalmus was in the top five tonight. So all those guys are carrying that momentum into week two. They're, they're eager to get back working on the car. What can we do to make it even better yet? Um, and unfortunately, the flip side of that coin, you have some guys that built brand new cars in the off season tried some new ideas they come out the first week and, ha and run into some struggles right. that's really frustrating you kind of start the the year off on a sour note and you're kind of behind the eight ball right out of the gate yeah we should say unfortunately there was some attrition tonight too uh we talked about the long cleanup sawyer efforts having some issues taylor vandermoss dropped out a couple of guys that you know just bobby kendall fell by the go yeah unfortunately kind of fell by the wayside and it's a disappointing way to start the season but there's still a lot of racing left tons tons of racing and you know it's way too early to start talking about points this and that but you know some guys are already 20 30 points behind after week one right that's going to be really hard to make up when you have the 34 and the 47 on rails like they were tonight you know unless those guys have a bad night it, you're only going to be making up on your good night maybe three four or five points a night here or there so they all add up the same equally it's just here we are week one and you know it, it's kind of like we reference football a lot because we like mm -hmm. football. 
it's kind of like the teams. What is what is the record of teams that start out zero and three and make the playoffs? It's like two and two hundred or something. It's yeah. kind of the same way. I mean, if if you get a bad night here and say next week it doesn't go your way and then you struggle at the red race, you're kind of almost out of it before it even started. You hate to say that, but that's the reality of it. It's a short season. Yeah, and it's it is. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the WIR season is quite a bit different than a lot of the other racetracks in the area. I mean, people who are familiar with dirt racing. You got 10, 15, 16, 17 weeks in our season, I think, 13 to 15. 15, yeah. so get a couple rainouts, it ends up being 13. Right, so you got to be on your game right away. I mean, Tundra season, six races. You can't mess <laughs> one of them up. You, you know, you're really getting in trouble, but uh, all in all, pretty red, good Red, white, and blue, three races. Yeah, exactly. you, you know, got to be in the top three in every event at the red, white, and blue if you want to. And you take a look at a guy like Casey Johnson last year, won the championship, won it. I'm not going to say handily, but had a bit of a comfortable lead at the end. Yeah, that guy the in red, second was yeah. a bum. He wasn't even close. <laughs> you were getting there. You were getting there. You were closing in <laughs> a couple more weeks. Uh, you take a look at Casey sure. Johnson, though. The one week that he did have bad luck was the red race, and that was it for the red, white, and blue. Yeah, you can throw it right out the window. It's yeah. just three races, so competitive that you're not going to make that up. So, All right, so good start to the season, great competitive racing, and now – Ooh, we forgot to talk about the favorite race we always talk about. So we had a little format change this year, and the semi-feature mm -hmm. was run after the late model heats. We have a good battle there for that final transfer spot, oh, or was that one There were a there? few cars. I mean, uh, at first it looked like the, f the four were going to get away, and you then there was a caution, Seidel, and then, yeah. Vandermolen. And then, yeah, suddenly uh, Mickey Shelley and Taylor Hofschild were in the mix. Where did Hofschild come from? He's, he got a little. He got a little something going there. He's from De Pere. Yeah. He comes oh. down races once in a while. <laughs> when, he's, when he's done fixing helicopters. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, but like seriously, that was an insane run in the last. Yeah. He. Eight laps. He kind of came out of nowhere in the last half of that last chance race and came up to challenge, but unfortunately, just not quite enough. But yeah, I mean. Once again, here you see WIR got the car count. Need the last chance race. Have to send a few guys home, and you know it's it's good competitive racing, and yep. every week you're going to be treated to that kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah, that was fun to watch. Well, we should talk about now. There's a very quick turnaround for a few of you guys because Monday's coming up, Midwest Tour race. If you struggled tonight, like what do you got to what, you know, what do you got to do to get ready for Monday? The good thing about Monday is it is four days away, so you got some three days away now. Now it's midnight or whatever. <laughs> all weekend, all weekend, <laughs> sort of. So you got some time in the shop if you uh, need to turn it around. Obviously, do your normal maintenance, um, get the car reset up, and then uh, we have two 30 or 45-minute practice sessions on uh, Monday. So we're going to use that as a test session to try out some different shocks, some different mm -hmm. springs. Um because you have so much practice time. On a normal Thursday night, a lot of the fans maybe listening to this aren't there before 6.30. Um, we only have 20 minutes. So it's yeah. really get out there. And tonight we had less than that because there was some cleanup. Um, it's really get out there, get some heat in the car, make sure everything works, and then come in, put your tires on, get ready for qualifying. On Monday it's a little bit different um, because we have a total of probably an hour and 15 minutes of practice. There's actually time to go out try some stuff, come back in, change it, and go back out, 
you could go out two or three times within one of those sessions and maybe five or six practice runs in. So um, I'm not sure how many WIR guys are going to run on Monday. I'm going to guess probably around the dozen mark or so. Um, but it's really good opportunity to take advantage of the track time and see how you stack up against the best in the Midwest. I mean, there's no better day to do it. So let me ask you this question. Uh, when you talk about Monday's race, it's an afternoon race. It's a bit different. The tires the same. The rules are pretty similar. Any kind of spillover? I mean, you're running the night here. It's cooler. You're going to be running again at night on Thursday. Do you, do you have to make some pretty big changes, some different setups? Is there anything that you want to take from tonight to Monday or anything from Monday that you're going to want to take to next Thursday, or do you just kind of have to treat it as a completely different animal? I think with the way this lined up this year, with the Tundra opener um, being four tires, opening night Thursday being four tires, and Monday being four tires, same rules, same tire compounds, all that stuff, um, you can really use that data from the first two races to make adjustments for Monday. So it is really going to correlate nicely. Yeah, there is going to be a little difference being the day versus the night. But to be honest with you, with how efficient the show ran tonight, I mean, we started our feature tonight and it was still somewhat light mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. So really the track didn't go through this big progression where it was super, I mean, after the long red flag it did. But um, you're going to be able to use a lot of the data from those first couple races. And then once we get into the two-tire shows on Thursday night, that changes that dynamic more than anything. Yeah, well, we're definitely looking forward to seeing what's happening on Monday. Midwest Trucks in the Mid-American Series is going to be coming to town as well. Keeping the theme, half-mile racing. Uh, man, this guy just loves to race. <laughs> loves to race, loves to win, good at it. Eddie Munster takes the first 20-lapper of the season, and we had a little chat with him about winning that one. Eddie Munster takes the first late model win of the season. And, Eddie, you had to work for it not once but twice. Uh, first, you had to make the pass with about five to go. Let's chat about that one first. You close in on Nate Van Wyken. You're hanging there. What did you see and what did you have to do to get past him? Uh, him and I, we were running good. We were pretty close to the same speed. I'd gain a little bit. He'd pull away a little bit. And I'd gain a little bit. and He slipped a couple times and... And I got in there, and then uh, I got by him, and then I thought, okay, I'll be all right here. And then I could never shake him, and then I made a couple mistakes, and he'd come back. So it, it kept it interesting, and it was good, fun race the whole way through. Yeah, he closed in on you there on the last lap and kind of had a little bit of a look. Did you know he was that close, or were you just kind of trying to ignore that he was back there? Yeah, I knew that he was that close. I'm kind of fortunate. I got the one of the best spotters out there, the Craig Koleski that uh, spots for Casey Johnson as well so you can't get by with anything with him. He's always telling you what's going on. So, Very competitive field. Has been for the past know, four or five years. You know, you have Brazen Bennett, you have Nate Van Wyken, you have some really good race cars up there. Uh, just, what's it going to take this year? You said you're running for the championship. What's it going to take to get that done? Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty tough. If you think back to uh, like last year, I think it was like halfway through till there was a repeat winner. There's so many. We don't have a lot of cars, but there's so many of them that are capable of winning. So it'll be tough. Whoever wins it will earn it, that's for sure. You've won a lot of championships on the dirt. You've won some red, white, and blue titles. Is there any kind of secret to racing for a championship? Anything you got to kind of do differently, think about differently, or do you just take it from the week to week? Well, both. You, you take it from week to week. Um, you got to take good care of your equipment and make sure your equipment's always there and try to avoid the mechanical part of it and then try to 
race smart enough where you don't get caught up in anything but still go fast enough to to be competitive so yeah yeah there, there's a lot of things to, that go together with it you know this is an interesting story about your car and your family and everybody that's kind of involved in the five car uh, just uh you know tell everybody about how this all comes together well the, the beginning of the story is i raced here in the 90s and then early 2000s like till 2005 with a super late model and in 2005 we sold that and i was just doing a dirt modified thing with my dad and then come along about 2015 uh my daughter was getting pretty serious with brad anthony and he's like i want you to drive my late model for the red white and blue series so i i did that and then we ended up winning the championship and then the following year he's like i want you to drive it again and we came real close and then he's like well i want you to do it again so we did that and then he's like well I'm going to turn that car into a super now. And I said, well, now I'm out. <laughs> so then uh, my friends that own Ken Sports, so we got together and we went in halves on this car. And, and that's how this deal came together. So we've been doing this for a couple years. I know it's a long way to go, long season till we get to the end of August. But what does it mean for you to start the year with a win, knowing that the championship is the ultimate goal? Well, I mean, you always got to have goals, and a lot of times you don't reach your goals, but you you got to start somewhere, and it, it's all good. Always happy to, to load it in one piece and had fun racing and worry about how the chips fall in the end. Eddie Munster taking the win tonight in a smaller field of late models. Let's, you know, no need to get past that, but a competitive field of late models. I thought when Eddie took the lead away from Nate Van Wyken. That was it, but it was not the case. As Van Wyken reeled him in, and he had a shot at the end. Maybe one more lap, I don't know, but he was down on the bottom, giving Eddie everything he had there on that last lap. Yeah, I've raced with Nate for years. Obviously, he ran super lates for Lamers and uh, Z-Weers for years, and Nate's not going to let you get by him very easily, and he's not going to give up, especially if it's for a win. So um, it was really good to see those guys battle, and um, like you mentioned before, Eddie does a ton of racing. I talked to him uh, when the night started and asked them what race number they were on for the year because typically with dirt starting earlier and stuff they would be in the 12 15 range um they said if everything goes smoothly this weekend and nothing gets rained out by monday that'll be their 10th race mm. so that that's how many races they got in when we're talking about the opening night here on thursday eddie munster's already got almost 10 races under his belt on both dirt and asphalt yeah some of you asphalt guys got to feel good about having three under your belt by this point I mean, if you maybe ran at the Dells or you ran the Shear race down at Madison or Slinger and a couple of Kakana races now with the Tundra race, I mean, there's weren't not yeah. as quite as many options. I think I looked at something. Do you, you look at that Facebook group page? It's United Race Fans of Wisconsin. I don't have Facebook. Oh, okay. I'm just you got rid of that. I, I have it, yeah. But they keep track. They have, like, a group standings for super lates and for four-cylinders and stuff, and they list out who all ran what races and where they finished, and they kind of do, like, a ranking. And... Uh, Bobby Kendall actually has run the most races in the state to start the year for super lates. I can believe it. Because he was at the Icebreaker, he was at Slinger Opener, he was at Madison, he was obviously at the Kakana stuff. So he's been at like almost every super late model race in Wisconsin you could have been at so far. And I think he's racing Sunday as well because he's running for Rookie of the he's Year down at Slinger. Year down so there, yep. Yeah, it'll be a busy weekend for him because <laughs> I would imagine he'll probably be back here on Monday too. He'll be here Monday, I'm sure. Yeah, yep. So that will make for uh, a very busy Kendall family. <laughs> They got three cars this year, so they're really going for it. Uh, Let's keep talking about the late models. Your brother, good qualifying effort in the race. It just didn't seem to translate. Did okay, finished fourth. But uh, 
How about Brian Randerson in that 18 car? I thought he looked really, really solid tonight. Not a full-time competitor last year. Coming in this year. Maybe going to be a guy that could potentially take a feature win as a bit of a dark horse candidate. Yeah, he looked really good. He was uh, His car was really turning and getting through the center. Um, Brian got... Uh, Got up to fourth, and uh, once he was able to get in that spot, the top three had kind of checked out. And like you said, Brian Randerson caught up to him and was right on his tail and trying to get after him into three, and um, it was a really good race. And it's good to see guys like that who kind of started out and you saw the learning curve, and they're making their way through. And we'll probably see that as we go throughout the year with a guy like Nate Brantmeyer and you know other guys step up to the plate. Mm -hmm. Reagan May had her first race tonight. She ended up sixth, I believe. Yeah, somewhere she was right in behind that there. Area, so. yep. um, good race. Brett Wenzel, solid run for him. Looked really good. Good to see Looked him Looked really good, as well. yeah. Yep, ended up, uh, I believe, third mm -hmm. in that run. So. And Brazen Bennett would have had a decent finish. Yeah, something his, went, his car yeah, shut off. Something happened on the nine car, so yeah. tough break for him. Uh, I think you would have seen the Jim Duco slash Travis Rodewald car. Up front. And had a motor expire, I heard. Yeah, in practice, Tara Springstrow, unfortunately for her, same thing. So that car count will build up throughout the year. You're going to see Jesse Bernhagen back in the saddle. I think you'll see a couple other guys. I would imagine maybe a guy like Nick Egan or somebody might come up from Slinger. Should be should be some competitive races throughout the year. And even with the group that you had tonight, like we said, you got Monster, you got Van Wyken. They got a, a little bit of ways away from the field. Still a good race. Definitely, yep. Good race. I believe that went caution-free. Yes. Start the checkers. So always good to see that, too, on opening night. Everybody's loading in the trailer in one piece other than the uh, couple cars that had mechanical problems. But they should be able to get it turned around, get it fixed, get back out next week. And uh, let's, you know, keep on rolling here. We can go now to the quarter mile. On, there's a pizza coming. Oh, there we go. Taco pizza. Kyle, Kyle. Thanks, buddy. Cutting it into squares. She tried to give Is me Is that change. the Chicago cut? Is that what they call that? Neither of you guys were paying attention. Why do you so cut a pizza squares? in squares? Why? It's the Chicago cut. Exactly. If you cut it in squares, though, you get these little odd corner pieces. Look you at know, uh, you can add that. Look at that. I will Papa, have the Papa John's of a dime. Papa John's will cut your pizza that you way if you ask. Book. Look how small that is. Got an ice cube in my drink here that's bigger than that slice of pizza cutting <laughs> in corners. What's wrong with you? It's the Atkins pizza. That's all you get, Dan. Sorry. Cutting down on his carbs. <laughs> Quarter mile. How about the comeback story already? That Greg, is the story of the year so far. Is oh. that not fantastic? Greg Hauser had that accident a couple of years ago. Um, there were questions if he would ever race again, you know, just how hurt he was and all of the bounce back work, the therapy, everything he had to do. He comes back, first thing he does is sets a new track record. and then a three? A three. Fifteen a three. Fifteen what, what, three. What did uh, what did Dylan set two years ago? Fifteen five. Yep. So nearly two tenths. So again, two tenths faster tonight. Right. Overall, everywhere, I think. Yeah. I said to I said to Dylan because we were standing there watching the super stock feature. I said, hey, I think you might need to get your car out again. I think somebody's. Uh, Hauser called to him out too. Here. Did you hear Did him? He? Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> called him out in the uh, opening ceremonies. There, he said, "Ah, oh, Dylan's gonna go get his car back together now." So, <laughs> there we go. The Game on. the race is on. The race to a 14-second lap. Ooh. I think they when they were the quarter-mile sportsmen before they moved to the half-mile as late models. I think the track record by Rod Wheeler is like a 14.8. Okay, that would 14, make sense. 9. That would make sense. Maybe a 14.7 even. 
But that's but, Hall in the Mail on the quarter mile. Yeah, and then kind of the same story of what needs to happen on the quarter mile to get to the front. Outside line opens up. Hauser's been a pro at that for so many years. Your championship pick, Larry Rago, had the lead. Yes. Then the yellow came out. They did the cone. Hauser and then the right, around, right around the Adios. outside. Right around the outside. Yep. I guess if I would have known that Hauser was racing full-time, I might have made a different championship pick. <laughs> I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with Lego my Rego, though. I'm sticking with him. It's a good pick. Yeah. Might get there yet. Um, car I really like to see out there, Trevor Howard, that 88 car. That was that sharp. Was sharp. Sharp-looking car. He and Ed do a really great job, Ed and Trevor. Uh, but I really like that 88 car. looked really nice out there. And shout-out to those guys for getting it turned around. They were all practicing, I believe it was Tuesday night, and they tore up a pinion gear in the rear end. He had some pictures of it yep. on social media. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. And uh, for them to get that turned around and fixed and back on the track is pretty cool to see. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's another class that's going to be pretty competitive this year. And if Dylan comes back out, game on game on I think which oh, would yeah. be it'll be, it'll be fun for us to watch when he saw 15 free yeah I could kind of see the look in his eyes when I saw him down in your trailer after the race <laughs> maybe the crew thing's not necessarily for me <laughs> when I can have my race car out but I don't know we'll have to alert the tech people that Winslow might be back on the way a red white and blue championship run might be in the works there we go <laughs> there we go um, the sport trucks what a field tonight. Good truck the count. The truck count is growing. I like to see that. That's great. Yes. There was a lot of concern about the truck count when they started racing them bi-weekly at Norway that they were just going to split the class up and now only have like a dozen up there and a dozen down here, but that's really not the case. No. It's kind of flourishing at both. I know, and uh, you got some new Vanderloops out there, three Sokoliks. You got all kinds of people three out there. Three Vanderloops, three Sokoliks. Yeah. Um, Fickle. Yep. Fickle. Fickle, uh, Vandermoss, Vixmer, There's – and there's five or six guys on any given night. I believe so. What year? Kyle Quella said there are a gaggle of fast trucks when gaggle? I interviewed yeah. him. A gaggle of How them. How much is a gaggle? Uh, is that like a bushel? I think it's more than a trio. <laughs> Possibly more than a quartet. Definitely not a dozen, though. No, not not a dozen. And if it's not a dozen, it's not a baker's dozen either. Okay. So maybe somewhere between like seven and nine. Let's go We'll with go that. with that. But Quella sets fast time. Not bad. Good for him. Got up to the front. Three-truck battle. That five-truck wins again. Different guy behind the wheel, though. Dan Vixmer takes the win. The veteran. Oh, man. You Dan Vixmer was a rookie in 1999 <laughs> with me. You should have seen the smile on his face. He was... He was a little bit winded trying to fight off Bobby Watts here and Kyle Quella, but, man, the smile on that guy's face. I love a racer that no matter how long he does it, it's still fun. And you could get that sense out of Dan Rixmer. He gets out of the race car, huge smile. Race truck, sorry, I'll put a quarter in the jar. Gets out of the truck, just having a blast. And the cool thing about Dan is, that, like I mentioned before, he was a rookie in 99 in sport trucks. So this is his 21st year racing, it would be. Um, Dan builds and machines a lot of these parts for the sport trucks. These, these are the sport trucks, you can't just go to Racetech or Randercar or whatever right. and buy them. These are all homemade chassis, and people need parts for them. And Dan Vixmer, owning Vixmer Manufacturing down by Tichita, um, makes a lot of axles, jack shafts, 
different parts for these guys uh, so they can go racing. So it's cool to see Dan getting her done. Yeah, Bobby Watts here looking real good. He won, was it the first night of last year? It was one of the first nights of last year. I can't remember if it was first night or not. But looking good again. And I'm going to tell you the speed secret on that 89 truck. The white wheels. White wheels. That'll do it. That'll go. That, they're, they're worth a tenth. <laughs> they are glorious Casey Johnson, 18780 with yes, white wheels? with white wheels. All right, we'll let yeah. Chase know. We'll have to see if we can get those. Uh, Rachel Meyerhofer with the pink wheels. I like those, too. Yes. Those look really nice. What's your prediction? Andy, we've... we've Always talk about the sport trucks here uh, in a little bit more depth because you're a guy that came from the sport trucks. What's your prediction there this year? It's wide open. Watching those guys. It's wide open, man. I've got to say so, too. I mean, you got the Vixmer truck. Quella looks fast. No plots. If they continue to stay consistent like they are, it's really going to come down to, again, the attrition part. Who doesn't break a chain? Who doesn't blow up a motor? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't get flipped on their side? <laughs> or on um, their lid. If they continue, if Koala and, and Watts here and Kylie continue to rip off top fives, Vixmer, and it's anybody's game. It's who doesn't break now? Yeah, there's someone we didn't even mention tonight, Kylie Vandermoss. She was running up front and kind of gotten to an unfortunate incident, and that was the end of that. But, you know, like we said, long season, just because you're out on night number one does not discount you from run, running toward that championship. Nope. Time to go. Yeah, definitely going to be uh, quite the interesting sport truck season. What would you think of the new format for the four cylinders? Two features, lots of cars out on the track. That second feature gets a huge invert. Jerry Conrad wins the first. Then his he starts, first feature win. Yes, and he was excited. Starts, he changed his number to five this year. He's a, he's a diehard, lifetime-long Rod Wheeler fan, and he changed his number to five. And he won on the first night. I said, see, that's all you needed to do is get the number 10 off your car. And you go out and you put a feature win right down right away. Yeah, I mean, if it, I guess if he wanted a bunch of second place finishes, he could have kept it. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. Oh. Zing. <laughs> oh, we remember that through your championship, Andy. We remember that from a couple of seasons ago. But I like the format. It's different. It's exciting. That second feature was incredibly fun to watch. Sean Banger winning that one, by the way. Second time on the asphalt, and he wins. I've seen him win on the dirt quite a bit, but... Gets it done on the asphalt. You know, with some, with a guy with a little bit of, you know, skin in the game, I have to say I like the format, but I think There's a there, butt coming. Yes, there is a butt coming. I think there could be a few tweaks to it that could make it even better. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> let, me, um, uh, let me hear one of these tweaks, Dan. Do we know the tweaks? I think the invert is Are too we, much. Okay. I was kind of yeah, talking I asked Jerry about where that. he started. Yeah. The second race, he was started like 19th. Yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe, you cap, maybe you cap it at 14 or 16. That's a long ways. Yeah, it is even long. that's a long ways yeah, in 15 laps. 12. It, what is it? Six plus your roll normally, right? It was the it was Eight. the complete. Eight yes. plus your roll? Cap it at 14 then. But it was completely inverted of the cars that finished on the lead lap. Oh, I know. There's another corner so, piece for you. Gee, thanks, Andy. I mean, but then again, okay, you look at that, and now if I'm the leader, if I'm the leader in that first 15-lap feature, I'm going like a bat out of you-know-where so I can lap as many cars. Yep. And not every car I lap now, I that's, don't a, have to start in front. that's a starting spot in the next race. That's true. So maybe that's something you have to consider as well. It's not a bad strategy. 
That's that's the way you got to think about it, right? 15 laps. Get her done. Yep. Well, then, if we're sticking with a full invert of your uh, lead lap cars, make it 20 laps for that second feature. Make it just a little bit longer. Maybe. Maybe. Dan Dan the podcast man is now Dan Dan the procedure man. Dan Dan the vice president man next oh, year. Are you going to run? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a no. Dan Dan, Dan, Dan the secretary that, that, that was not a no. That was not a no. That was a mm, I don't know about that. I got to check with that the That was uh, not a no. I got to check with the boss. Mm. Well, when you don't have a boss, you don't have to check with them. Sorry, Andy. I guess I'm the only one there. That happens. <laughs> All right, so sport trucks, Oh, fantastic. one more thing on the four-cylinders. Four-cylinders, fantastic. The PT Cruiser is officially retired. But. But we have a Mini Cooper I there. love it. How did Schweitzer run tonight? That glorious. Not, not how I had <laughs> hoped, but I love the look of it. It is pretty solid. That was fantastic. And he's got the stylish numbers on the side that yes. actually fit the Mini Cooper design. You would think you'd know be I mean. watching that thing race at Monaco this weekend, <laughs> right? <laughs> With that CCA or something? It just feels like it, right? Put the British flag on the roof. Perfect. Do it. Just get it done. (laughs) Um, That would leave us to our final race of the evening. The figure eights. Quite the race. Meyerhofer wins. He won the Tundra race, but this time he had... Russ Wheeler won. What do you mean, Meyerhofer? That was Russ Wheeler. Wheeler. Russ Wheeler with a different number, right? We've got some Days of Thunder paint schemes out there this year. we'll, We'll get to that in a second because I love it. But how about Terry Van Roy right there the whole way? Yep. The savvy veteran. What did we figure he's up to? He's the all-time leader in championships at WIR. I think he's at 18? 20-something, I thought. Is it over 20 Didn't we now? figure that? We're going to yeah. have to look that up. I know Lowell Bennett lists on his driver sheet that he's won 27 championships in his career with red, white, and blues and things like that. And I think he may count the Slinger Nationals championships sure. as well. But Sounds about right. Impressive. Impressive that you can go to a racetrack and see two guys that have won 20-plus championships That's pretty in the same amazing, night. Yeah. Very impressive stuff. Um, I thought we were going to have an incident in the X. We did. Chuck they Gilbertson. Did, did they Did they, they did hit? hit. Okay. You can, he is Gilberts, Gilbertson and will attest to it. Gilbertson and, An- Gilbertson and Anthony hit. They did hit. Yeah, they both. I heard it actually. They both got away. It yep. wasn't much of a hit. Oh no, it was just yeah. a little corner nick. But I don't see I him. Actually picked it up. He's yeah. somewhere. Around, he's floating around here somewhere. Yeah, I uh, I thought oh, that. Oh, offers here. I hey, thought Russ I thought they got close. Yeah, Rockstar Russ had a bet. Shit, we got a figure out race in the parking lot. They're all over yeah, here. There we right? go. They're all here. All <laughs> right, uh, we're we're not too far from the cop shop here, are we? Ah, don't worry about that. Somebody go distract him. <laughs> Somebody go distract the cop shop. We need a designated drunk to drive away. There we go. Divert their attention. Ah, oh, we, got, we, we found one. Yay. No problem. Amanda's up for it. Easy stuff. <laughs> Get her another bush light and we're good to go. There are only two bucks here at the X Bar. I saw that. Oh, on the wow. Way. Damn. Oh, that's for the can. You're drinking bottles. Hey. You go to the can, it's two bucks. Got to be classy, right? <laughs> Figure eights. We got to see. Rowdy Burns, and we got to see the City Chevrolet. We got the Superflow car. Craig of the City Chevrolet. Yep. Yeah, we've got the uh, the 18, Matt Bowers. Well, I mean, yep. Craig still has like six cars that he can field, so. I believe Chuck right. is supposed <laughs> to be mellow yellow. That was Craig Krieger tonight. Okay. In the 12. And then, of course, Meyerhofer's got the Hardy's car. And once again, we must say, hopefully it doesn't come with Russ Wheeler's girlfriend. <laughs> 
What is this Russ Wheeler girlfriend you keep talking about? Go watch. You watch the movie. <laughs> we all there have seen. There might be a link in the description of this podcast. Maybe you could just photo Google. of Russ Wheeler's girlfriend. Yeah. Google images. Russ Wheeler girlfriend. Well, I mean, that's all I'm going to do anyways. Oh, yeah. uh, I hope so. And then. Then everybody man. will know. Maybe that's why that guy tied him up in Saw. Did you know Russ Wheeler was in Saw? No. Russ Wheeler is in Saw. I never the first saw, saw Saw. The first Saw movie. Russ Wheeler is one of the guys in the room. Did you not know that? Huh. And do you know who else Russ Wheeler is? He's Robin Hood Men in Tights. Really? Really? Yes. Yes. You Go know on. way too much about Russ Wheeler. Hey, I love the villain in every movie, all right? <laughs> and plus, Robin Hood Men in Tights was a funny movie. Dave Chappelle it was is. Dave Chappelle was in it, too. Haven't seen either of those. Um, the Sheltered Life. We're talking figure eight still, kind of, sort of, roundabout way. You said Meyerhofer, probably going to be the guy. Looks like it, but I would not crown him champion just yet. You're pointing. They're pointing over here. They're talking Why are about they us. Pointing they know. I think it, they I think know. They know that we're talking. Their right. ears are ringing. We're talking figure eights over here. Now we need to be careful because they oh, come over. By the way, they um, come over and steal microphones the when they know this. The guy in the light gray—that is uh, yeah. Gilbertson. So Gilbertson is still here. He is here. Chucky e. G. He must not got hit Chuck that e. hard. J, excuse me. Oh no, it was just a little corner tap. It was a love tap. A little love tap. Yeah, it was close. But like I said, Meyer offer, Menroy, Lorbecki. Lorbecki was catching there's, those guys. There's, there's uh there's some parody in that field. Surprise Rockstar just still doesn't have his driver's suit on. The he Lipton driver's suit on. Yeah, he had the Lipton iced tea on at the track. I'm so surprised that he hasn't grown out the beard a little bit more. I thought we were shaving that well, thing when he wins. Okay, I'm, I'm going to attest to this. He's a brand new dad. As somebody who just went through the first year of a child, he's being smart right now. You ah. don't have a long beard. You, <laughs> you do not have a long beard with a baby. Likes to pull it a little bit, huh? Uh-huh. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Great, great advice. Andy, did you have that problem with Chloe? I don't think I really actually have a beard. No? Just kind of Have scruffy. you always been that baby face? I will tell you one thing, though. I woke up in the middle of the night one time with Chloe when she was a baby and uh, tried to rock her back to sleep, and apparently she was hungry and tried to latch on to me. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah, well, let's get mom because I'm not the feeding department. <laughs> So that kind of thing happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we have descended into that kind of content <laughs> on the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. How many people are still listening right now, and how many people just clicked off right there? Yep, that was it. <laughs> well, that's the end of our viewership. Actually, you got to get all the way into the podcast to hear the really good stuff if you want to hear from, you know, <laughs> embarrassing stories from Andy Monday. But anyway, let's slam the brakes on that kind of stuff, and let's talk about what's coming up here. Uh, next week, back in action, quarter mile. Late models will be here for the first time. Woo-hoo! It's going to be another busy night at WIR. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. Um, we're back to our two-tire program, our normal weekly show. So um, I think you're going to see a little more passing than maybe you saw tonight because everybody was on four tires and mm-hmm. made it so tight. Um, hopefully we get a few of the late models back that had troubles tonight, like Duco Springstrow and Jaeger. Had a problem at practice, so you see the car count go up in that. Um, yeah, should be should be a good night. Yeah, should be fun. This whole Mother Nature is just as kind the rest of the year as she was tonight. It was a little bit chilly, but bright, dry, 
dry. Thumbs up for that. Dry, dry is very good. Other than the oil that kept getting right. precipitated. That's not mother. That's not mother cars. nature, though. That's that's definitely not mother Exxon nature. Exxon Valdez, <laughs> Brad Penn, Kendall Oil. Right. All sorts of. There's several different brands on the track tonight. Yeah, we're gonna have to Mobile call one. Yeah, we're gonna call, have to call FEMA or someone to <laughs> come here and clean off the facility. We should find out since the figure eight guys are here. The guy who drives a Superflow car, if he actually runs Superflow motor oil in the car, is there such a thing? Sure. Still. Still, I'm not sure. Okay. There used to be. Was that Derek Cope? Yeah. The Daytona 500, the 10 car. That was. No, that was Purolator. Purolator. Yeah. Legends live. Purolator. Purolator. You remember the, the slogan? <laughs> oh was my. Was that a self shot? That self shot. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> Me and Danica over here. <laughs> All right, well, hey. All right, let's see it. Let's see. I've got a new tile Holy here at the X. Holy cats. Oh, that, that is baller. That now where's my corner? That beats the pants off of the one that I made. We're okay. looking at the new updated design of the matte pannier ceiling tile here for the X-Bar, completed by Angela. She did a rock star. Yeah, that's, that was very not close. <laughs> We're going to call her that from now on, though. That'll work. Yeah, we, we definitely will. I think that number is getting changed in my phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to switch that one right out now. Oh, no, that looks good, though. That That'll looks, stand out in the crowd That up looks here. a hell of a lot better than what I had. Uh, I'm not an artist. I'm I like the, how she used the red, too, with the whole five-star thing. The red and the blue. Right? Yeah. That might, uh, looks right. that might score yeah, me some yeah, brownie yeah. points at work. Uh, what do you say we put the wraps on this one, boys? Good opening night. 2019 looks bright. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, so hey. We'll see where it goes from here. Let's keep it rolling. By the way, also, format change, uh, time change, thumbs up. We were done at a pretty, even with what happened last tonight with the uh, incident oiling down the track, still got done at a pretty good hour. Like, yeah. It wasn't even 10 o'clock. Right. No, it was great. Races were done before 10 o'clock, and uh, I actually saw Tommy G after qualifying, and hey, we didn't start until 6.45 because right, of the cleanups, we but they said if we would have started at 6.45, then we would have been at 7 o'clock, we would have been still cleaning up the track. So it worked out. It worked out well, and I think the semi-feature guys appreciated the extra time before the feature mm -hmm. to kind of tweak their cars as well. So looking forward to that format and being done by 10 o'clock every week. I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that one bit. <laughs> Depending on where I have to go after. Yeah, we're, we're wherever you're going to crash. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully not crash, right? <laughs> All right. FRRC.us is the website. You can find the Fox River Racing Club on Facebook by simply typing in Fox River Racing Club. Also, WIRMotorsports.com if you want to find out more about what's going on at WIR or find them on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Andy, Monday, so nice to see you again. You too. We and should do this twice straight weeks. Twice a week, every week. All right. Me, eh, I oh, don't okay. know. It'd be a little no, tough. I mean, I feel like it'd be <laughs> like what happened last year. Dan, Dan, the editor podcast man, is like, I ain't editing two uh -uh, of these in a no, week. Uh oh. No. Dan, Dan, I got burnt didn't forget my year. laptop tonight, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. All right. Hey, he's leaving the stuff here now too. So perfect. Just yeah. the uh, just the microphones. Perfect. And thank you once again to the X Bar for not yes. only hosting the podcast and being sponsored, but hosting opening night at. WIR tonight too. Yeah, and some folks walked right away with some can koozies, so get here. Come and support the people that support racing. Where is that place? That's on Third Street in Kakana. Yes, Can't indeed. 142 Third Street. Boom. Make it down. 
All right, gents, we'll see you next Thursday. Sounds good. Adios. All right, until then, stay out of trouble. <laughs>